Cabernet tends to be the sort of Errol Flynn of the great varieties. To meet a global bartending legend. People always ask, how do you get involved in sake and how does that connect to music? Great single malt whiskey is made in the brewery. Conventional winemakers who just condemn all natural wine as faulty. It exploded onto the Australian brewing scene. A really beautiful, harmonious community of artists and producers. All these geopolitical incidents will affect whiskey down the line. This is the Drinks Adventures podcast. I'm James Atkinson, and this is the show where I speak to some of the world's most exciting producers of beer, wine, and spirits, and uncover trends and issues in the drinks industry today. Welcome back to the Drinks Adventures podcast at what is a very strange and difficult time for the drinks industry, and all of us really. The impact of the COVID-19 virus has been absolutely devastating for the hospitality industry and all its suppliers. Our thoughts are with all these businesses as they navigate through these really trying times. And we're also thinking about everyone who is sick with the virus or just sick of being at home. And I certainly put myself in the latter category. And thanks most of all to the frontline workers who are putting themselves on the line every day. Obviously, we're not all flush with cash at the moment, but if you are able to afford it, try and support your favourite independent drinks brands by purchasing some of their beer, wine or spirits. Or maybe a gift voucher from them that will really help with their cash flow right now, which you can spend with them at a later date. The current situation also necessitates a new approach to interviews for this podcast. Up until now, most of them have been done face-to-face, but obviously this is going to have to change. We'll be doing more interviews remotely, which should mean more exciting guests. We'll just have to work a bit harder to deliver the same audio quality that hopefully you've become accustomed to on this podcast. Thanks, of course, to my mate and genius sound engineer, Dave Robertson. Shout out to Matt and Pete at my old stomping ground, Radio Brews News. They've launched a new daily podcast show called The Antidote, where each day they have different guests from the beer industry talking about some of the challenges they are facing due to the coronavirus. I joined Matt and Pete on The Antidote earlier this week, so you can hear that and other episodes by finding and subscribing to Radio Brews News wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'll link to it in the show notes too. In spite of everything that's going on, I'm delighted to be launching Season 5 of the Drinks Adventures podcast. A massive thank you to our partners Bintani and Fevertree for sticking by the show during this uncertain period. It literally would not happen without their support. This season, we're going back to putting out new episodes week by week. Putting out Season 4 all at once was an interesting experiment and I got feedback from some people that they loved it, but I think weekly distribution works better overall. Just a reminder to all of you to visit the podcast website, drinksadventures.com.au. I've published some articles on there from time to time, and I hope to ramp that up a bit during this year. The website also includes links to articles I write for other publications, such as my Smart Sipping column for Executive Style. And most importantly, there is also a link to sign up to the Drinks Adventures newsletter. If you're on a desktop, it's on the right-hand side of the page. On a phone, you have to scroll down to the very bottom and you'll find the widget to sign up. If you don't sign up, you could be missing out on some exclusive content and important updates relating to the podcast. And just to finish all the housekeeping, if you haven't yet left the podcast a review on your podcast player, I'd really appreciate your support in doing so. It's been a pretty dry argument with reviews of late. I think we've had four or five in the last six months. The podcast is currently averaging 4.5 stars on Apple, and I need your help to restore my five-star rating. 
So if you enjoy the show, please take just a moment or two to share your review with other podcast listeners. If you do leave a review, you could win a set of Drinks Adventures coasters. I'll choose my favourite review of the season, or possibly even a couple of the best reviews, and for your trouble, you'll get a beautiful set of coasters, which you can check out on the website. On to season five of the podcast, most of which was recorded before the coronavirus reared its ugly head in Australia. As such, we won't be spending too much time talking about the virus on the podcast this season, which should hopefully provide a bit of an escape from everything that's happening in the world at the moment. With that said, today we find out some of the impacts that the pandemic has had on Melbourne-based company, The Gospel Distillers. The Gospel and affiliated company Melbourne Moonshine were founded by engineers Andrew Fitzgerald and Ben Bowles. Their distillery is one of many in Australia that has adapted extremely quickly into producing sanitizer. I chatted with Andrew about how they got this project off the ground in a matter of days and his concerns about the profiteering he believes is occurring with the supply of sanitizer to essential services providers. And finally, Andrew and I discuss his first passion, which is not sanitizer, but whiskey, made using rye sourced from the renowned South Australian grain-growing region of Murray Mallee. I hope you enjoy the return of Drinks Adventures for 2020. Stay safe, stay at home, and don't forget to wash your hands. Andrew, thanks for joining me on the show. Would it be fair to say this last few weeks would have been some of the most eventful in the history of your businesses? Without a doubt. I mean, it's not just ourselves and the production of spirits. It's the wider community, the hospitality community, and just seeing that being affected, that's been pretty traumatic. And certainly our own business, we had projections which we were sort of focused on and uh, over the last three, four weeks, I mean, we sort of just wiped the table clear of what we were planning to do and just focusing on what we can do at this point. We've certainly got our backs against the wall. I don't have any major funder supporting us, you know, it's mine and my business partner's life savings that have started this business and, and continue to support the business. So to be honest, it's a day by day hustle at this point. How can we draw in enough revenue to keep the lights on and keep our people employed? That's our focus. And that's how the next couple of months, if not, you know, four, five, six months is going to look for us. Now, you're obviously one of many craft distilleries that has quickly adapted to start producing hand sanitizer. How did that transpire? Initially, as far back as, you know, three weeks ago, we talked about hand sanitizer here because there was that stage sort of rumours of some shortages. And then I guess we sort of pushed it to the side because some of the research that we'd done and some of the high-level cursory conversations that we'd had made it appear very challenging to meet regulations and requirements. And then at the start of last week, we did more research, contacted you know people like TGA and made sure we could do the right thing. And from there, just decided to get on and start working towards it. So the first thing was to look at the base spirit. We have the ability to produce sort of between five and 600 lows of pure spirit here on a single shift. We also looked at some of our waste spirit uh, and, and some of our reject spirits. We're, we're sort of OCD in regards to trialling different wood types over the years, some of which we did not like the results. So they're reject spirits. So we thought, well, look, we have this reject spirit. We have this ability to, to produce relatively high ABV spirit. So what we've done is we're, we're making our own high proof spirit. The first lot of that we needed to 
improve upward supplementing with some neutral grain spirit. And for the actual sanitizer, which is for public use, uh, you know, not sold in bulk format, that also has a blend of some of that uh, reject whiskey, you know. When I say it's reject, some people probably would have bottled it and sold it, uh, you know, and uh, charged it as a single cast release, but... Uh, we just weren't, weren't happy with it, so we're like, well, you know, let's just bleed it through this at, uh, at a small rate, and that's what we're doing. The TGA that Andrew refers to is the Therapeutic Goods Administration. The gospel uses a substance called MEC, methyl ethyl ketone, to denature its alcohol in order to make it unfit for human consumption. Uh, it gives it an odour that you don't enjoy smelling, sort of an acetone-type odour, and it is slightly bittering in, in flavour, so it certainly makes it a, a non-enjoyable thing to, to consume. So basically, everything that we've done has been to the WHO guidelines, and then we put uh, an orange essence in there. And, you know, I talked earlier about the, the sort of non-pleasant sort of acetone smell. Well, that's really just to combat some of that. And I guess drawing down on the, the idea of an old-fashioned. Because if you're going to rub it on your hands, you don't necessarily want to smell like a, a chemist shop. Now, you were very clear in your marketing copy announcing the release of the sanitizer that this is definitely not a commercial venture for the gospel. Why did you feel the need to state that so explicitly? Well, I guess there's two things. One, we, we're, not, we're not profiteering from the situation that, that our community is finding itself in. And that's one thing that we want to make absolutely clear. Like, um, um, so we're, we're essentially producing two different SKUs under sanitizer. One is in a bulk format, which we're issuing out to essential services like government agencies and, and things like that, which surprisingly could not get it. And, you know, we saw price gouging happening where people were charging sort of $25 a litre, $30 a litre. And we said, well, that's not cool. We've gone in at substantially less. We're $10 a litre that we're supplying to those folk. And then we basically have got the second SKU, which is in the little 100 mil bottles. They are selling it um, at a margin, but the entire margin is being put into a fund, which will channel back through to, to hospitality staff that have been affected by this uh, breakdown of the industry. Because you were quite outspoken on social media about some unscrupulous people out there, in your words, profiting off this <laughs> terrible situation our community finds itself in. To be clear, I don't have any disagreements with anyone in the community, the distillery, you know, manufacturing and craft industry. It's more so there was resellers profiteering at a great amount. Hearing of hospitals getting their, their sanitizer being stolen and resold, not to swear, but that shit is just crazy, right? That's offensive to who we should be as humans. But those people that are doing it just to keep their direct employees uh, employed, more power to them, and, and, and I celebrate that. that. That's what they should be doing. And uh, and that's why, you know, I've, I've been very clear that when I say, you know, all profits are going to the hospital fund, it is all profits after I've paid for my staff. So it is basically cost of goods, cost of labour. Key there is I'm, I'm paying for that person to be doing that. <laughs> and it means I get to keep them, which is exactly what I want. It seems like this has happened at a really pivotal time for the gospel, as you've just launched your first rye whiskey in the last few weeks. Yeah, it's a perfect storm in regards to, uh, you know, timing and where we were as a business. We'd kind of for a while neglected 
Melbourne Moonshine because we were gearing up to focus on the launch of uh, the gospel. And that was just sort of starting to pick up and this event happened. So it couldn't have been worse timing for us. But, uh, you know, um, I'm confident that uh, if we continue to look out for each other and, uh, and try and stay positive at the other end of this, we'll be in the, in the market and in force, you know. What was it that made you decide to focus on rye whiskey? Well, look... First of all, thank you for asking me about what my, my real passion project, which is rye whiskey. Going back sort of three and a half odd years ago, Ben and I, we went across to the US and spent a lot of time just looking at what was happening in trade, bars, distilleries and all those sorts of things. And we drank a lot of whiskey and rye, we were really saw, obviously that was the beginning of its uptick in market consumption. And we thought, well, that, that's interesting. And rye is actually my whiskey of choice. I have rye old fashions, you know, obviously a rye Manhattan and that sort of thing. So that's my sort of go-to. So we came back, we thought about, we're like, okay, well, if we're going to do a whiskey, let's do rye. But anyone that's made rye will attest to it's an absolute bugger to, to mash and to get a decent ferment through. So we had to refit our distillery that we had at the time, the South Melbourne Distillery. And we did that um, and started producing rye there. And uh, so, and, and really enjoyed how it was coming out and uh, were excited by it. So we sort of um, looked at a way to, to build a bigger distillery and did that by partnering with somebody else basically we produce on behalf of them they sort of funnel some money through for contract booze and that's how we got got to the point of having this bigger distillery and and being able to produce our products tell me about the two rye products in the gospels range we've got the solera rye is 100 percent unmalted rye or uh, and, and both 100 percent unmalted ryes we don't use any malt in, in either one of our main skews the Solera, however, is a blend of multiple batches going through a Solera system, which is, you know, first fill American oak, second and third fill American oak, and finished in natty wine barrels, uh, which we get out of the Adelaide Hills. That's why with that particular skew, we omit the reference to any such word as, as whiskey on it, because I can't guarantee that what comes out of it is uh, of two years of age, but uh, certainly the oldest stock in there is over two years. And then the other one is a straight rye, and it's as American as we could produce a rye, as American influence, but the grain which we source from the Murray Mallee is a very particular grain in the fact that it's of quite a small grain. They get very little rain out there, so it's compact in flavour. We source from that one farm, and then we run it through a continuous column, which we built ourselves, and then it's finished in a pot, and then it's aged in 24-month-old, like, seasoned barrels for... About an average of two and a half years. The Solera rye is quite bold in its flavour. It has that impact from that natty wine. It has a lot of oak contact through the Solera system. I think it's great for mixing. I think it's a, a really good whiskey to, as a base to some of those cocktails I talked about earlier. But the straight whiskey in particular is toying with the concept of not punching you in the face with polarising flavours. I think it's quite a delicate flavour profile. And that's had exceptional feedback, so we're quite happy with that. Well, Andrew, thanks so much for joining me at what is undoubtedly a difficult time for the gospel. I hope this all blows over as soon as possible and you can get back to focusing on making whiskey. <laughs> so do I, mate. <laughs> no problem. Cheers. Bye-bye. The Drinks Adventures podcast is produced by me, James Atkinson, 
with additional production and mixing by Dave Robertson. You can find complete transcripts, links, and other information on the show at drinksadventures.com.au. You can follow me on all social media platforms at by James Atkinson. Like my Facebook page, James Atkinson Drinks Adventures, to be kept informed of podcast giveaways and other news about the show. The Drinks Adventures podcast needs your support as listeners. Please do us a favour and leave an honest review and rating for the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher. We love hearing your feedback and it helps inform other people this is a show worth listening to. Or simply drop us a line at hello at drinksadventures.com.au.